Welcome, fellow binge watchers. This is Head Bingers in Charge. My name's Mackenzie. And I'm Courtney. Today, we'll be finishing round two of The Binger Games. Yes, after this episode, we will have our Super Six. That's right. Uh, If we have any new listeners here, The Binger Games is essentially a bracket-style tournament where we put some of your favorite binge-worthy shows head-to-head in this uh, tournament. And uh, right now, like Mackenzie said, we are down to our final six almost. We've got one more seed left in the bracket before we're down to just six. Yes, it has been a long journey. Thanks for those who have taken the ride with us. For those new, welcome. Just in time for the Super Six. You missed all the boring stuff. (laughs) Yes, we're down to the good part now. We have uh, two matchups today. The Wilds versus Love Victor. And 3% versus Bridgerton. These are going to be some good matchups. I can't wait to see who wins. It's going to be tough. I know. It was... uh, very close on my score sheet, so I'm, I'm sure it was similar for you, Kens. Uh, but I'm excited. Yeah, my, my scores are a little tight, so hopefully we don't have any ties. I hope so, too. Let's get right into it and hit that spoiler alert button. Round two. The Wilds versus Love, Victor. Let's get started right away with the Wilds. Um, before we get too much into it, I just want to um, give a trigger warning. Um, there are mentions in this episode of eating disorders. So um, if that is a trigger for you, you might not want to watch episode two of the Wilds or continue listening on to this episode of the podcast, because it might come up in conversation. Um, With that, Mackenzie, what did you think of episode two of The Wilds? Episode two kind of kept the same intensity. Um, As we predicted, it was an episode about a specific girl. The first episode went over Leah, and this episode was focused on Rachel. Mm-hmm. I think overall it was good, but it lacked a little bit of suspense for me this week. I feel that. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, I did really enjoy getting to know Rachel more and even Nora a little bit through Rachel's eyes, of course. Um, I think there was a little bit of suspense in the beginning there. They kind of mentioned... Uh, Something happened to Nora. We don't know what. We don't know if she's just injured or if she is dead. Uh, but I'm sure we're just going to keep getting one girl at a time here in the present day. So I'm sure we'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, definitely. I want to. I hope we get a an episode focused on Nora, and we find out what happened to her. Yeah, I hope so too. Should we uh, dive right into the scorecard here? Yes. Let's get into it. Let's start with visual appeal. Visual appeal, I gave a four. Um, I thought everything looked pretty decent. Um, You know, the island, the girls, everything um, looked to me about the same as last week. So I went with a four. 
Okay, I actually went with a five. Wow. I think... Tell me why. And let me tell you why, Court. As you said, nothing really changed with like the island, the beach. That was always a good set to begin with. But I think with the climbing of the mountain and some stunts slash special effects, I guess, when the mirror fell off the mountain, you know, leaning over the edge. Mm. And then um, also when Rachel was, you know, doing the dive and she hit her head. That was some crazy stunt. I don't know how they actually filmed that, but cool. That is uh, a good point, actually, Mackenzie. I uh, I guess I wasn't considering those two scenes. I was uh, just going visual appeal in general. Um, but looking back, I think you're right, especially that scene where Leah is like reaching over for the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like that type of angle and that type of uh, shot, I could like, you know, in most movies or low budget tv shows like that would be like an instant green screen moment where you'd be like oh my god that looks so bad but um this i don't know if like they actually filmed that stunt or if they just did a really great green screen job because it did look realistic maybe that's why i missed it it looked so real that like i didn't even think anything of it um but that's a good point looking back i probably could have gone a little higher than that but unfortunately i wrote down four so (laughs) Also, um, something that I noted was the parallel when Rachel was climbing the mountain and they kept flashing back to her climbing the steps Mm. at the diving competition. It was like going back and forth, her climbing and climbing and climbing to get to the top. Mm -hmm. That was pretty cool. Not to mention the end when Rachel doesn't have a hand. Yeah. Special effects. Definitely. Definitely. There are some key special effects there that I definitely missed i brought the notes court you did i didn't take enough notes i have the receipts for my five hey you have to have the receipts what about true to genre true to genre i went with a four as i said this this is an action or adventure adventure so there wasn't much adventure except for the trek up the mountain which wasn't that action-packed for me so i went with the four okay um i went with the 4.5 i feel like you know the girls finally starting to branch out and go up the mountain and you know um try to you know find medical supplies for that girl that's injured it's really all starting to add to that adventure aspect even as we look like behind the scenes with whoever is running this uh, retreat at, on this island and that guy uh, sent the supplies, you know, on the boat, like for them to find. I don't know. I think it's really starting to those elements all added to the adventure aspect for me. So I gave it that 4.5. Fair enough. Likeable characters. Uh, another 4.5 from me. Um, I really feel like hearing Rachel's side of the story made Rachel a more likable character. Like, we're knowing a little bit more as to why she is the way she is and why she's going through what she's going through. Same with Nora. Like, in the first episode, it kind of seems like, oh my god, why is Nora up her ass all the time? But 
seeing now that like you know Rachel has been going through it with like her pressures on the diving team and like going through an eating disorder like it kind of makes sense now why Nora is so like protective of her and like always there and you know seeing Rachel go through stuff with like her family and how she feels like an outcast in her family I don't know I just felt like more drawn to those two after this episode so okay um I actually went with a five for likable characters wow yeah um I think mainly because of the depth as we said as you said you know we got to learn more about Rachel and I like that they're going in depth on one specific character each episode and we're really getting much deeper than you would on any other show with a character's background. So I am uh, excited to see the rest of the girl's stories. Me too. Me too. What about the acting? The acting, I went with a 4.5. I think... Rachel's acting was really, really good this episode. She had some emotional scenes. Um, she had to, you know, portray, portray. <laughs> she had to portray her struggling, you know. And that was tough, probably, as an actor. I mean, I'm no actor, but... Yeah, we know that. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I went with the four. Um, I think, you know, everything stayed about the same for me. Everything was was great but not spectacular um I do agree I I think Rachel had some good scenes but you know she is a good actor good actress just you know waiting for something amazing to happen I guess what was what's that that's a quote from something I'm waiting for something amazing to happen what is that it's from the Incredibles yeah (laughs) what are you waiting for I don't know something amazing I guess yeah there it is (laughs) uh character chemistry character chemistry I actually went with a five I Mm -hmm. felt like Rachel and Nora's chemistry was spot on as sisters um even in the beginning like when they were showing like the flashbacks of like how close they were like growing up I liked that chemistry and even as they hit that teenage you know years and they're starting to grow apart and get frustrated with each other. I just really enjoyed the chemistry uh, between the sisters. A couple other characters as well. Um, so yeah, I went with the I went with the full five. I went with a four point five. Similar reasons. Obviously, we got the sister chemistry going on, and then we also had the whole Tony Martha Shelby thing going on, which was kind of. A weird dynamic. I don't know how they feel about each other. I don't know how. I don't think they know how they feel about each other. Yeah, someone's in love with someone. I just don't know who. Yeah, like Tony was taking care of Martha's ankle, and Martha seemed to want attention from Shelby, but Tony was getting mad whenever Shelby helped Martha. Weird vibes, and even at the end with like the campfire they were having. I guess it wasn't a campfire. It's just to keep them warm because, you know, they're stranded on an island. But right, <laughs> Martha invited Shelby to come sit with her and Tony kind of gave like a look. That's a jealous look. Mm. I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. There's some uh, there's some chemistry there. We just don't know what that chemistry means yet. Yep, I'm still sticking with, I think, 
Shelby and Tony are going to happen. Hey, I ship them. I ship them real hard. Interesting slash bingeability. I went with the five. Um, despite me thinking it was a slower episode on like the beachfront side, the depth that we got from Rachel and a little bit with Nora and you know their family and just the the hope that we're going to learn more about the other characters it, it's got me hooked yeah um i went with a 4.5 i am very interested i am excited to see you know each week which girl is sitting in that chair when you know the show starts um so i'm i'm really interested and i wanted to keep watching and you know, having that little cliffhanger at the end there by showing Rachel's hand missing. I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to see more. So that got a 4.5 from me. Emotional appeal? Uh, I went with a 4. Um, I felt like there was certainly a lot of emotional moments with, obviously, Rachel and her life before the island. Um but those scenes on the island, I felt, were kind of lacking a little bit of the emotional appeal. So that's why I stuck with the four. I completely agree. I also went with the four for pretty much the same reasons. Um, Rachel's scenes were powerful and emotional, but the island scenes didn't do much for me. Agreed. And I feel like Rachel did bring a little bit of that emotion back to the island, but like, Nobody else did, you know? I don't know. Like, maybe it's too soon. Maybe it's still too early. But I'm, like, waiting for them to all get, like, they want to kill each other kind of thing. Not, like, actually, like, literally physically kill each other. But, like, you know, they all get angry and blame each other. Like, I'm just waiting for, like, that moment, you know? Yeah, I guess in the beginning they did have the little moment of um, they found out that Leah found the phone. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm, I, w- I think that's what I'm expecting. A lot more tension. And finger pointing. I want to see them like start building houses out of wood and stuff. Right? Like, are they going to start using their resources? Some survivor stuff going on. Naked and afraid. Yeah. Why are they naked? I don't know. It's just the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) What about originality? Originality, I went with a 4.5. I still like the concept of... This is where I struggle because I think it I think it's kind of like lost, but the aspect of them being put there on purpose is what's you know very original for me. Mm-hmm. And also the format that they're doing it with like the flash forwards or flashbacks, I don't know. I guess it's I don't know what the present is. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Are this the is the police scenes like the present and they're flashing back or is it the flashbacks and the flash forward? I don't know. But anyway, just that whole concept. Sure. So what did you give originality again? I gave it a 4.5. All right. Uh, I gave originality a 4. Um, I, I kind of did get like, you know, like lost vibes. Um, and I don't know, like the whole getting stranded thing is not new you know but like you said it's the uh the them being put there on purpose thing that's really the uh the original thought so 
Um, it got a four from me. Overall? Overall, I went with a four. Me too. Just for, you know, this episode, like we said, not as much action going on. Definitely more character depth, but not as much action. So, four. Agreed. I felt very satisfied with, like, the present day and, like, the flashbacks. Like, learning more about Rachel and about Nora and all that. But less satisfied with, like, the scenes on the island. Okay. Um, What did the audience think this week? Well, the audience had a tough time choosing as well. We had a 50-50 split between the Wilds and Love, Victor. So both will be awarded two and a half out of the five audience bonus points. Mm. Well, with a 2.5 audience bonus, that makes my total score a 41. Mm. Makes my total score a 42.5. Wow. So if we add those two together, looks like we get an 83.5 out of 100. Or an 8.4 out of 10. And uh, I think we're a little above IMDB. They only gave it a 7.6. Wow. I think uh, our love for the show is already seeping through on the scores. Indeed. Yeah. Well, with an 83.5, that's a a tough score to beat. 80s are definitely a high score in the Binger games. Um, So let's see if Love, Victor can compare. All right. Love, Victor this week. So this week we actually watched two episodes, just so everybody knows. We watched episodes two and three of Love, Victor because the episodes are only 20-some minutes So we wanted to give it a fair shot against the 40-some minute show of the Wilds. And we thought we had a a sexy scene with the water fountains. How about the slow motion scene of the coffee making? I know. They're making Benji look real tasty. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like, I'm questioning my sexuality here a little bit. I think I want a little piece of Benji. Just getting like slow-mo scenes on like everyday tasks and it's kind of like hmm make you wonder has anybody ever thought of you like that court oh that's a good i mean they had to have you know i just look i look really good drinking out of a water fountain what can i say that's why i don't do it anymore no it's got to be something different not a water fountain oh another simple task i'm trying to think like when i brush my teeth in the morning that's not very... Looking all sexy. <laughs> yeah, it's <just> slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> Shame this one's not going on the YouTube channel. <laughs> Maybe gardening. I would look sexy gardening. <laughs> anyway. Benji's a hottie. What can we say? Yeah, they're definitely uh, making Benji the hot icon for the show, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Shall we get right into the scorecard here? See if Love, Victor is going to make it through? Let's do it. Visual appeal? I went with a four. Mainly because of, again, they had the carnival scene in there, which I, I still think looks really good. And then also, we had a, a couple new sets with the coffee shop now. 
And then also Mia and Victor's date when they go to the art museum or yeah. uh, the pop-up show. All that art looked pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Um, I went with a four as well. I thought everything looked like pretty cool. One thing that I noticed um, while we're talking about visual appeal is like when we saw Mia's house for the first time, like how neat and clean it was. And at first I was like, wow, that's really like unrealistic for like a family to have a house like that neat and that clean. But then, you know, as we got to know Mia a little bit more and she said that like her mom left and her dad is out of town working most of the time, I was like, oh, well now that actually makes more sense that the house is so neat and clean. And I think she mentioned something about like a housekeeper or something. So I thought that was a fun little detail to mention while we're talking about visual appeal. It was a very detailed response. Thank you. I see what you did there. What about true to genre? True to genre, I went with a five. Um, it's very apparent that the central theme of the show is the LGBTQ aspect. Definitely. I agree. I like how, you know, even though Victor isn't really 100% sure what his sexuality is, um, we're kind of like going through that journey with him, you know, like we got to see him search like all of the different sexual orientations and, you know, I think we're really as the audience, like we're really going through this journey with him, which I think is cool. And I love that him figuring this out is like the main theme of the show and it like remains the main theme the whole way through. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially because most shows most shows nowadays have, you know, a member of the LGBTQ community in the shows, but it's not like, usually they're a side character mm-hmm. or, you know, and it's always, they're already established. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get to see the journey itself. So I think it's very cool, which also ties into, you know, the originality of the show. Definitely. What about likable characters? Likeable characters, I went with a four. I like Victor. I like Mia. I like Benji. I like the friend. I forget his name. Felix. Felix, yes. I I pretty much like all the characters. Okay. I went with a 4.5. Um, I really feel like we got to know the characters a little better this week. Um, Victor, obviously, we're you know, going through his journey with him. He's not sure if he's into Mia or into Benji or into both. Um, But also like Mia, we got to know her a little bit more and her backstory um, made her a little bit more likable. Felix, we're getting to know more and more every week. And Lake, we got to know a little bit more too. So um, I went with a 4.5. Yeah, I think now that you brought that up, I went with the 4 because even though I do like all the characters I wasn't sure about the depth we are starting to learn a little bit more but it's not that in depth it's we're still like very surface level with all the characters Mm -hmm. except for Victor yeah I see what you mean it's you know I think because it's kind of like a sitcom style show it's gonna be like slow reveals you know and I think that's also part of like you know as the audience we're part of the story or whatever so like Victor's the new kid so like he doesn't know anybody so like neither do we you know like we're getting to know the characters about the same speed that Victor's getting to know them so 
That's a good point. Yeah. What about the acting? The acting went with a four. Wasn't anything uh, super special about it. Right. I agree. I went with a four as well. What about the character chemistry, though? Character chemistry went with a five? Whoa. Yeah. I'm feeling the chemistry, obviously, between Victor and Benji. These slow-mo moments are, you know, obviously the main thing of the show. Definitely. Very, very revealing of this character chemistry. Very steamy. Yes. And then I still, you know, feel the vibes between Mia and Victor. Mm -hmm. It's really, it's a hard love triangle because usually there's one clear side, but there really isn't on this one. Correct. I think that that's like... Um, you know, really like beautiful to like tell, you know, Victor's story that way. And like what, you know, some people in the LGBTQ plus community go through, you know, like some people know when they're five years old that, you know, they're gay or they're bi or they're this or they're that. Whereas some people really don't know and have to go through like the whole journey that Victor's going through right now. You know, like he does have this emotional connection with Mia and he's interesting, interested in exploring that connection. But he also has this very obvious, like, attraction to Benji that he can't deny. He's not ready to face it yet, but he can't deny it. So I think, I think that's really cool. And it really plays into the chemistry for sure. So um, I gave character chemistry a 4.5. Interesting slash bingeability. I went with a 4. Hmm. I think the show is interesting, obviously, as we discussed, and I'd say it's pretty bingeable, not because of like any suspense, but just because of how quick the episodes go. Yeah, definitely. I think they're like, it's an easy watch, you know, it's a feel good show, you know, like I think we kind of mentioned this last week where like when I'm watching it, I get like that's so raven vibes like i feel like i'm running home from middle school to like watch that's so raven or like lizzie mcguire or like whatever else you know like it's just like a happy feel good show that you know also is covering like deep topics so um i went with a 4.5 i think that bingeability piece really gave it that extra half point for me because like I said, it makes me feel good. I want to like come home from work every day and like bang out a couple episodes. Yeah. How about emotional appeal, Court? Emotional appeal, I went with a 4.5. Again, uh, we got a little bit more of the Mia backstory with her mom leaving and her dad not being around. Um, I obviously relate to Victor, so, you know pulls at my heartstrings a little bit to see him struggling and see him going through what he's going through. Like I said, getting that emotional connection with Mia and not really understanding what that means. It's, uh, it's tough, especially, you know, living in a world that's very like pro straight and that's a lot of what you see out there in the world. So, um, it got a 4.5 from me. Okay. I went with a four. I th as you said, you know, this is a very feel-good show. It makes you happy. Um, 
I think there, you know, there were some cute moments that were made me like, oh, like when Victor was like, maybe Mia will be my impossible burger. Yeah. I was like, oh, cute. Um, and then even just every time we talk about this show, we're going to talk about the slow-mo moments. And I think the intensity of those scenes, like it's hard not to get drawn in. And it just shows the emotion. And it, it, it reminds me of the scene from in Friends when Monica's cousin's over and Chandler's just like, da 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 stare. <laughs> yes, definitely. And you just get like drawn in and you, you have to like just look at Benji all steamy. Yeah, you keep bringing it up. Are you okay? No, I'm not. And then the Call Me Maybe cover? What? Oh, well, yeah, let's talk about that. That was so cute. Another feel-good moment for sure. I knew that was going to happen when he said, oh, I'm working on a cover. I was like, oh, it's either going to be Baby Shark or Call Me Maybe. Which one is it? I know. And then Victor's face, he's like, <gasps> that, oh, he got so lost in that moment. That was like a movie moment that like everybody wants in their life. You know, like everybody dreams of like, you know, like a steamy person up there, like singing a song that you know is like for you, but like no one else in the audience knows it's for you. Like, come on. We all want to live that dream. Do we? I, I don't know. Apparently not. I'm just kidding. I mean, it seems kind of nice. Not really your thing, though, huh? No, I hate singing. You know that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> what about originality? Originality, I went with a four. Again, not going to repeat myself, but, you know, the whole centered on LGBTQ and Victor's journey. Very original. Um, I just docked it because, you know, it is based off of a movie and it does give you like sitcom vibes. So, Yeah, I actually went all out with the five. Um, I feel like the LGBTQ aspect of it is so centered that it is enough for the five. It's enough to ignore the sitcom bit of it and the based on the movie bit of it because I think even what they did with how they based it off the movie is a little original so uh, I went with that five fair enough overall overall 4.5 from me really good show makes me really happy and uh I'm really rooting for it here big fan yeah I went with the four again solid show definitely uh makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside Oh, I love that feeling. So, yeah, it just makes I just sit on the couch smiling watching it, so. Me too. So, um as we know, the audience gave it 2.5 bonus points, which would bring my total score to a 42.5. Mm. And it brings my total to a 40.5. Wow. Looks like oh Looks like an 83. Oh, man. Compared to the Wilds, 83.5. Wow. Talk about a close match. Half a point. Love, Victor. No. See, you missed a couple clutch 4.5s in there, Kent. Man, if I would have thrown one more 4.5. We'd have had another tie. Then what? <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe I could have thrown a couple point fives. But, you know, it's uh, it's hard. These shows are very different, you know. 
there's it's hard to compare them straight up next to each other because they're such different genres, you know? Absolutely. That's, I mean, hey, that's why we use the scorecard. It's helpful for sure. Um, so an 83 out of 100 or an 8.3 out of 10 for Love, Victor. Yeah, and I had to look up uh, two IMDb scores this week because we watched two episodes. So episode two was an 8.0 on IMDb, and episode three was an 8.1. So we were pretty close. Yeah, we were pretty close to IMDb there. We're still, you know, we're still a little higher than IMDb, but it's, I think we're more fair. Well, we include the audience bonus, so. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Well, looks like the Wilds uh, passed Love, Victor, um, unfortunately, but I also enjoy the wild. So I'm excited to see where the next episode takes us. Yes. What's your prediction? Who do you think is going to be alive? Ooh. Next. Uh, next episode, I say, I think they're going to let that Tony business build up a little bit more. I think maybe we're going to hear from Martha. Hmm. All right. If we're making uh predictions, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Shelby. Hmm. Shelby would be a good one, but I think, uh, I don't know. I think they're going to avoid Shelby and Tony. Let that, let that linger a little bit. Let us wonder a little bit more. That's true. You know, they were the only ones shown in the episode too. Like besides Rachel, they didn't show a lot of the other girls. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's, uh, let's head over to the next matchup and see, uh, who's gonna join the wilds. Round two, 3% versus Bridgerton. All right, let's get started with 3% here. Uh, I'm ready to jump right into the scores. We kind of got carried away on those last two shows, so uh, let's get right to the nitty-gritty here, Kens. Oh, man. Right into it, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Visual appeal. Uh, visual appeal, I went with a four. Um, I really enjoyed all of like the special effects and like the graphics and stuff. Uh, I was leaning towards a five, but there were a couple like moments, um, particularly in like Ezekiel's like chambers or whatever. Like any of those moments where like they were in an all white room were like. I don't know, the ca- like, they just looked blown out a little bit, you know, because, like, white reflects light, so, like, it's very easy for shots in a white room to be blown out, and I feel like that did happen a couple times, so uh, it really distracted me, so I went with the four. There's your science lesson from Courtney Carr. White reflect- reflects light. I can't, <laughs> I can't speak. Yeah, white reflects light. It's uh, film school 101. I actually went with the five. I think the special effects were pretty cool. Um, specifically, the room they were in when they were doing like the coins. I don't know what kind of room it was or what was going on or if it was lasers or what the heck, but I thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I agree. Everything did look cool. If it wasn't for that like white balancing issue, I uh, I would have also given it a five, but a little hesitant. What about true to genre? True to genre, I went with a five. Again, it's the the dystopian aspect 
of the show is very much sci-fi. So definitely. I also went with a five. Um, a lot of like the technology while they're going through the process seemed really like high tech. So it really brought that sci-fi thing home for me. So I went with the five as well. Likeable characters? Likeable characters. I went with a 4.5. Um, I really enjoyed getting to know more about Fernando, kind of diving into his backstory a little bit. Um, I also felt like we got to know Joanna a little bit more um, with her kind of like relationship with that one guy and even just like the way she was kind of like solving some of the puzzles. We got to know like how intelligent she is. Um, so I don't know. I went with a 4.5. I'm really liking these characters more and more every episode. I actually went with a 5 this week. I think mainly because of the depth that we're getting. Like you said, we're learning more about Joanna and Fernando, obviously. And even Ezekiel, him going off and running to the inland. That was very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to learn more about what that was all about. Yeah, the the little boy, we think he's, I'm assuming he's related to him somehow. Don't know how. Mm-hmm. If he's a, maybe his son or his brother or nephew, I'm not sure. Yeah, that'll be very interesting to see. Definitely. Um, Yeah, I went with a five. What about the acting? Acting, I went with a four. I think it's the same as last week. Everything looked good. Yeah. But nothing spectacular. Agreed. I mean, we did get some emotion out of Fernando this week, you know, but all in all, just great performances. Mm -hmm. What about that character chemistry? Ooh, you said that kind of funny. I think you went high. I did. I actually went with a four. How about uh, Fernando and Michelle? Yeah, I really enjoy their vibe together. Their little friendship, I think, is super cute. Um, Joanna and uh, that guy had a little bit of obvious, you know, chemistry with the sex scene in there. Lucas. Um, Lucas, thank you. But I also enjoyed the chemistry between Joanna and Raphael, you know, how they have their little alliance and, uh, you know, how that kind of affects the group and how he gets a little nervous at the end there when she comes back and he's not expecting her which can we talk about that for a moment that was such a badass moment she walked back with the coin yeah when she took that coin from lucas oh that's like the moment that i realized that i actually like joanna you know like first episode i was like oh i can't tell if i love her or if i hate her but when she took that coin i was like yes queen fucking get it and that's when i knew like oh shit i like her i want her to stick around and you know, the uh, the savage thing is she didn't know who was going to be the last one to reach into the bag for a coin, so she didn't know who she was screwing when she did that. She didn't even care. She's kind of lucky it was Lucas. I mean, I'm sure she didn't care either way, but it would have been, uh, if it was like Fernando or somebody else, it would have been different. Yeah. I think the audience would have been mad <laughs> if it was somebody different. I agree. I thought it was going to be Agatha. Yeah, that girl. I was like, oh, nobody knows who she is. We're going to get rid of her, but... Yeah, and they've talked more about everyone else. Kind of how they got rid of that one guy in the first challenge. Because, you know, we didn't really know much about him. So I thought they were just going to pick off people that we didn't know much about. Right, definitely. Um, 
What about interesting slash bingeability? I actually went with a five. I'm really into this. I want to know more about the process. I want to know who makes it. I want to know what what is the offshore like? Is it really something great? None of them actually know. That's true. Very true. I went with a 4.5. Um, I did find it to be very interesting, especially like the challenges this week, like the coin thing. I was like, oh my God, how are they going to pick? Like they have to pick one person to go home. Like that's so savage. Um, and even the inductive reasoning one, like I found that to be so interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to learn more and I hope the challenges next week are just as exciting. Yeah. I, I've been trying to get into this. I've been writing down all their names and I've been noticing there's only three different color shirts. I don't know if that means something or not. So I've been writing down who's wearing what color shirt. Just in case it means something. I feel like I'm on to something. It, it could have no meaning whatsoever, but at least it's there. Hey, I have faith in you. Thank you. Yeah. What about emotional appeal? Emotional appeal, I went with the four. I think mainly just Fernando's story is what played into the emotions, I think. Also, the intensity of, you know, the coin challenge. Yeah, that was intense. Um, I actually went with a 4.5. Um, I loved hearing more about Fernando and his backstory. And I feel like he had a lot of cute moments with, like, his dad. You know, when he was like, your chair is, uh, you know, part of who you are or, or whatever the verbiage was. But um, I just really... I don't know. I felt emotional about it and like his little speech at the end that like he didn't really want to give but like felt like he had to do it to you know stay in. You made me happy that you used the word verbiage. Thank you. I'm an intellect. Made me smile. Thank you. Originality? Uh, 4.5 from me. I went with a 4 only because it still gives me kind of like divergent Hunger Games-ish vibes but it is still uh it is still pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I leaned a little higher because like, sure, it gives me Hunger Games vibes, but Hunger Games, because it's a movie, you know, and they do it all in two hours, it seems so like fast paced, like everything happens so quickly. Whereas this, it's like we're seeing it one episode at a time. So it seems a little more drawn out, a little more exciting. I don't know. 4.5. Overall? 4.5. I also went with a 4.5. Wow. Glad we're seeing eye to eye on this one. Yep. Um, the audience, however, was uh, not seeing eye to eye. Uh-oh. There was a wide margin in the voting. And it was not in favor of 3%. Tell me more. So 3% is only getting one out of the five audience bonus points. Yikes. The people love Bridgerton. Yes, I guess they do. Um, well, with one audience bonus point, that brings my total to 41. Mm, pretty close to my total of 41.5. Wow. So, looks like an 82.5 there. 82.5. All the shows in the 80s this week. We got good episodes. Yeah, these were good shows. Good matchups. Um, 
So 8.3 out of 10. And as usual, we're a little higher. IMDb went with a 7.9. Wow. IMDb needs to uh, step it up. And honestly, the audience too. Uh, if you guys haven't seen 3%, I I highly recommend it. I think that might be the only reason that uh, there was such a big margin is that maybe a lot of people haven't seen it. Uh, maybe because it's a Brazilian show. Um, but highly recommend it. Can't recommend it enough. I recommend just watching it in Portuguese with the subtitles on because the dubbing can get weird, but please give it a chance. Yes, um, I agree. I think a lot of people haven't heard of this show. I never heard of it until I I started looking up sci-fi shows to put in the Binger Games brackets. And uh, as Courtney recommended, you should keep it in Portuguese and use the subtitles. If you don't, the words don't match up with the subtitles. And the names are weird. They call her Michelle. Michelle. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Her name's Michelle. That's funny. Um, all right. So that's the score to beat. Um, 82.5. Let's see how Bridgerton compares. All right. Well, let's just, let's just keep rolling right into the scorecard. Visual appeal. I went with a five. Me too. I think we stated before that all of the like interiors of like the houses and castles all look really appropriate for the time period even all the costumes and then even the fight scenes this week particularly i thought looked you know they were really well done i don't know if they did them themselves or if they had stunt doubles and the makeup on uh, burbrook after he got messed up by simon I think it looked really good. Definitely. I, like I said, also went with a five. I thought everything looked great. Everything looks the way it's supposed to. All the stunts looked great. Um, I can, you know, definitely see why people like this show a lot. Um, What did you think about True to Genre? True to Genre, I went with a 4.5. It's clear that romance is a part of the show. I don't think we've gotten too far into it yet because we're still learning the background of all the characters and you know the process of the wedding season or whatever it's called courting season the courting thank you the courting season thanks court you're welcome (laughs) ken's i said court because of courting season i know okay (laughs) anyway i went with a five um while you know i feel like the romance it might not seem like there's a lot of romance because you know daphne and simon aren't quite there yet i feel like the central theme is still romance you know like nigel is courting her all these other suitors are courting her so is is that romance though uh, hey. Forcing the courting season? Hey, Daphne wants to find love. She does. But that's because that's all she's been told her entire life, that that's her purpose. That's a good point. But, I mean, Eloise has been told the same thing, and she had that nice little moment with uh, Benedict where she said that that's not what she wants. So, you know, it's like, I don't know. 
I mean, if Eloise was the one, I would say it's definitely not romance because we know that's not what she wants. But Daphne wants to find somebody. So I felt the romance. Five out of five. All right. Likeable characters? Uh, I went with a four. Uh, I was kind of hoping for more this week, I think. We got a little bit of background on Simon for sure. Some flashbacks. We got to know a lot about his dad and what an asshole of a human he was. Trash bag human, really. Um, I hate Nigel a little more this episode, of course. Another trash bag human. Um, a lot of hatred this week. Which, you know, makes sense. You're supposed to not like those characters. But uh, I just wanted I wanted more depth, so I went with a 4. Okay, I went with the 4.5. Like you said... We learned a lot more about Simon and why he is the way he is. And it's because of his father and how his father treated him and talked to him. Also, um, I think we're learning more about Eloise and even Benedict. So, there's depth, definitely. A lot of characters still to, still to explore. Mm-hmm. Acting? Acting, I went with a four. Me too. I think, you know, same as last week, everything was really good. Great, actually, but nothing like Academy Award winning or Emmy Award winning or whatever, whichever award TV shows win. All right, let's get into character chemistry. I'm excited about this one. I will go first. You'll go second. Category is character chemistry. Wow. Daphne and Simon definitely have the chemistry. Um, I think that's apparent, especially at the end. It seemed like he was starting to catch some feels when he saw her dancing with someone else. But I think for me, what pushed it to a five was the chemistry between Simon and Lady Danbury. We didn't really know her role, and they finally, you know, showed us that she was one of his mom's closest friends, and she helped him learn how to speak and get over his struggles with his father and school and everything, so. Yeah, kind of like a mother figure for him. Yes, exactly. I like the the chemistry between them, and I think it... We needed to see that background because I didn't really know how she fit into his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, understandable. Um, I went with the 4.5 and um, I agree. I think Daphne and Simon are really starting to catch the feels, especially when they were dancing in the ballroom and there was that moment where it looked like they might have kissed. Um, I was really into that. I was feeling it. You were into them kissing? I wish they would have. <laughs> what about interesting slash bingeability? I went with a 4.5. There wasn't any, you know, cliffhanger or super suspenseful moments, but I'm very interested to see. I, obviously, Daphne and Simon are going to get together. I'm just waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... um. I went with a four. You know how I feel about cliffhangers. I love a good cliffhanger. So wasn't really one this week. Just kind of, you know, a wrap up episode. We kind of got a little bit of closure. 
um, with his father, you know, dying and him saying that he's never going to take his name, a little bit of closure with, you know, with that question that we're wondering, oh, why is he never going to marry? Why is he the way that he is? You know, so um, didn't make me any less interested. Just, you know, I was hoping for some kind of little Easter egg to keep me going to next week. So how did you feel about the emotional appeal? Emotional, I went with a four. The main thing for me was young Simon and his struggles. Mm-hmm. I must say, I, I didn't bring this up, but young Simon was a very good actor. Yeah, I do agree with I that. should discuss that. And he looked just like current Simon. Well, all of, there was a couple different Simons, right? There had to be. They were different ages. So, I think so. I did want to mention that. But, um, yeah, his whole thing with his father was emotional. It wasn't enough to get the five from me, but gave it a four. Yeah, I also went with a four. I think the only emotion that I was feeling this episode was anger. A little bit of disdain. A little bit of disgust. Um, you know, with Nigel just being a disgusting trash bag human and the dad like the way he was talking to lady danbury and how he was you know calling simon an idiot it was just like oh i was so angry the whole episode so <laughs> yes there was emotions but uh not good emotions <laughs> okay don't you know we didn't clarify good emotions so oh i know but i was hoping to feel more than just one emotion more than just anger Okay. Originality? I went with a 4.5. I went with a 4. Only because uh, we said this last time we watched the show, but the Royals are, you know, it's a common storyline in a lot of shows. Um, But as we said before, there's a modern twist to it. Did you catch the uh, Shawn Mendes song this week? I did. I did. I really, uh, I really enjoy the modern twist and, uh, I really enjoy like watching something that's like supposed to be historic. That's not like super whitewashed, you know, like it's refreshing. It's new. It's, you know, more realistic, (laughs) you know? So, um, I gave it a 4.5. Overall? Overall, I went with a four. Um, I thought it was another good episode. I felt like the first episode was a little more exciting. This episode was, uh, you know, it was there. I had a good time, but I wanted more, so. Okay, I can, uh, relate to that wanting more. I actually went with a 4.5, but I was held off from that 5 because I did want a little bit more. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um... I'm assuming the audience gave Bridgerton a four. Yes. Audience bonus is a four out of five. The people love Bridgerton. That brings my total score to a 43. And my total score is a 44. We were really close this week, Court, in all our scores. Yeah. We're uh, we're in the same wavelength here, Kens. All right. That looks like... 
Bridgerton gets an 87. That's a high score. That might be the highest score of the Binger game so far. I'll have to fact check you on that, but I think you're right. Please do. An 8.7 out of 10. And, you know, this is actually the lowest rated show out of the four we watched on IMDb. It was a 7.6. Wow. IMDb is uh, not happy with Bridgerton. No. Um, but that audience bonus pushed Bridgerton right up in front of 3%. It really did, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, 8 eight bonus points from the audience really pushed it way out in front. Um, That'll really tip the scales. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I really enjoy three percent. Me too. I'm sad to see it. I'm sad to see it go. It's again. It was hard to uh, compare these shows because they're so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar to the first matchup, you know, we had one action-packed show and one makes you feel warm and fuzzy. So yeah, um, tough comparison, but hey, that's what the Binger Games is all about, and. Uh, this is uh this is the last of round two. I know. I can't believe we're down to the semifinals now. Yeah. Uh we are down to, as you call it, the Super Six. Um, our season one binger games Super Six are Ginny and Georgia, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Big Little Lies, Good Girls, The Wilds, and Bridgerton. Next week, we're going to jump right into round three. Please be sure to go on our Instagram and Twitter to vote. We will definitely need some help with these matches. These are really good shows. These are probably our favorites from the Binger game. So we're going to have some tight scores and there's going to be some heartbreak next week. Definitely. Uh, We're going to need you guys. So please, like Mackenzie said, head on social media and vote. Um, next week we're going to be discussing Ginny and Georgia versus the marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Big Little Lies versus Good Girls. Please subscribe to our show and follow us on social media at Pod. Yeah, as always, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you and keep on binging. Go, go, go.